0: Hey. I think I just saw the live thing light up. I got too many darn web pages. Where'd my YouTube page go?
1: <laughs> let me close these sixteen tabs real quick.
0: Yeah, sixteen hundred and four tabs. <laughs> there you go. Now you're getting
2: it. So this uh, this uh,
0: streaming yeah. um, app is is kind
2: of we cool. We can also
3: we- see. Oh, okay, I found it. I found it. I found where we are. The only uh, problem with this streaming app is that if you want to go sponsored on any of the platforms, they won't let you use it. What do you mean sponsored? So, if you go affiliate, where you can get money from people on Twitch, you cannot stream it to other places. If you want to do the same on YouTube, you cannot stream it to other places. So you can only stream to one place. You can only stream one place.
1: Exclusive access on the monetization. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, luckily we're not charging any money. So. Yep. Exactly. Although we're about to
0: turn on that stuff.
1: Oh, well, there goes this thing. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> well, it just won't work well, for the news. That's Chuck, all. That's it. End of Man. the show. It's really to the only reason we're, we want to do it is to enable uh, more features in YouTube. And it's not really yeah. the money thing. Yeah. They don't let Get you the do the new,
3: more features it, yeah. until you say, okay, we'll make you some money. It's not like you don't make a money, anyways, right? Like just viewers still make some money. They do yeah. do ads, even if you're not signed up for that. Yeah, but they gotta make it do the extra thing. Yep, they do.
0: But any profits that we pull in from this sort of thing is gonna um I forget where it's gonna go. It's donating to some specific thing that I know Jason had picked out and uh he should be listening because I just sent them the link.
3: Yeah, we're gonna send all the money to you. The person who's hearing this right now, it's gonna go to you. Just <laughs> just tell us your bank account information and we'll send it directly to you. So yeah. just you will need to type in your password,
1: though, and your username right. for your bank, so that we can make sure the money gets wired properly to you. Please do not mm-hmm. do this. Do not,
2: because that's <laughs> right. Because we're really nice guys.
0: Okay, <laughs> let me find the music. Let's let's uh and let's make it official. The, official. Kick the tires, light the fires.
1: Hey, welcome today to another exciting episode of Black Hills Information Security. Talking about the news, we have an all-star cast, and this is going to be one of the best shows ever. We got Derek Banks. What's up, Derek?
0: Oh. And he's muted. <laughs> hey, Immediately. And he's muted.
1: Well, so much for the best show ever. This is going to well, so oh, this, is is gonna be perfect. All right. We also <laughs> have Joff. Joff, how are you today? yeah you're excited to be hi <laughs> i'm really
2: really good it's good to be here amongst you know <laughs> yeah it's good to, good to, uh, by the way ralph you oh, always yeah. say it's gonna be the best Absolutely. show ever so it's gonna be the best and show ever. we've
1: got rob rob how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you yeah i'm glad i'm glad you're back on the show we missed a couple of you guys last episode when we were test flying uh the plane and mm. doing some things and i didn't realize we were gonna do the show so but we're all glad and, you're
3: back man. and test flying the Derek plane
0: was yep. it was an accidental miss because we kind of I forgot about them and it's like, yeah, Yeah. just do it right now. But (laughs) I'm easy to forget about. Yeah. And that's not true. We were so excited (laughs) and in in the moment, like, okay, let's just do it. Yeah. Well, also we had
1: the largest, uh, news cast stream amount of people. There were, how many people there's like, we had almost 10 people. 10 people. Yeah. (laughs) So that was, that was interesting. It was like a round robin discussion. Right.
2: At, at 10 people yeah, for yeah, the absolutely. best show <laughs> yeah. we, got,
3: we got 13 now, so we're beating your score, man. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, we're no. Like that was 10 people on screen. screen.
2: Yeah. Hey, so, Ralph, what do we got to yes. talk about today? All right, so Anything first useful? First story
1: today, guys. We have, this is from Bleeping Computer. Engineer reports data leak to a nonprofit, and then here's some police, right? So um, the general gist of this story is that security researcher found some sensitive data. I believe it was on a GitHub bucket. Our repo, excuse me, and uh, he reported it to the um, you know the company involved. And next thing you know, they said thank you, you know we appreciate it. And then it kind of escalated into reporting him to the police. I believe this is in the UK. And then him, you know, kind of going through this uh, you know process where he's kind of getting blamed for having the data, and them accusing him of you know keeping the data when it was publicly exposed to everyone and anyone who could get onto GitHub. And, uh, yeah, fun stuff. So what do you guys think about, hold on, I got to use the magic words, responsible disclosure?
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, no good deed goes on. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I read this article.
3: <sighs> yeah, but come on. Like, not everyone, not everyone is security aware. A lot of people will have the mindset that hackers are the bad, evil people out there in the boogie, you know, the boogeyman and stuff. And so a response like this, while we expect it to happen, you know, 10 years ago, um, five years ago, whatever, like it's still going to happen because people don't, they're not in our realm, right? They're not always there. So if they, if he's reporting it to a small nonprofit, of course, he's going to be reported to the police. But, The nice thing about it being, you know, 2021 is that he's not going to jail. People and and law enforcement kind of know how this happens now. And he's not going to spend time in jail. He's not going to, you know, get 20 years to life. I think that, yes, he had to go through some more headaches. But come on. I don't know. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Yeah, I mean, so nothing bad really
1: has happened so far. But you know it's just kind of the thing where somebody reports somebody something that they found and then you know somebody else decides to you know take that to some you know law enforcement of some sort and you know kind of pen it on the other person. It can be you know like, hey, I just told you about this and then you know that goes back to Derek bringing up the no you know no good deed goes unpunished right and it it also makes people you know articles like this, and again you know it it's kind of the shock piece right in today's uh, current climate where you know we should be fostering this kind of uh disclosure, and we do want com- and companies should be super receptive for when people report something like a data leakage like this um but it does come back in uh the companies knowing where th- that that's good for them right that th- they shouldn't be going after the researcher and you know kind of drawing that line right so
2: yeah i I liken this to um even some customers that we do with sometimes who who uh get a pen test and then are shocked by the results and you know um you shouldn't be uh in fact for any customers that are getting pen tests you should be able to pretty much predict the results if if you're uh if you're uh more mature in in what you're doing uh so i think this is kind of similar right that shock horror uh, uh on the uh uh, on behalf of the 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 owner of said site or whatever is is because they probably just don't know enough uh, and what how they react is is going to then impact ultimately
4: what happens yeah, after I, that I agree with so. uh, all of you actually <laughs> um, so for first i yeah, that was easy. That was easy. Uh, it reminds <laughs> me of the time when I was a child and I went to the movie theater with my dad, who's a firefighter, to watch the movie Backdraft. The whole movie sat there and went, oh, fire doesn't do that, right? So, I mean, it's the same thing, right? You know what you know, and we all know that, oh, that's silly, right? I don't know that I agree that up to a certain level in law enforcement, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't trust that law enforcement and the government has a great handle on all things. Either, <laughs> but- <laughs> that's true. Um, but, and I mean, the story doesn't say, Hey, he went to jail, but I mean, yeah, that part wouldn't have surprised me if that did happen. But I mean, that's, that's what happens when you try and do something good, right? Uh, stand by: no good deed goes unpunished.
3: Yeah. I, I, I know a lot of bug, uh, hunters and I know a lot of, um, researchers who report things to companies who don't have bug bounty programs. And a lot of times if they don't have bug bounty programs, it's a negative response. I can tell you from personal experience, um, even companies that do have bug bounty programs uh, can sometimes be negative as well. So it's um, still a negative response. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the, one of the problems is, is just the, we're still kind of edging our way out of the, the hackers are evil criminals mindset, and it's it's just a slow thing, slog. It's gonna it's gonna get there, and we don't always do ourselves any favors with the ego that goes around. But I think we're getting there. It's not it's not go to jail collect uh, don't collect two hundred dollars anymore. It's 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 at least don't collect two hundred dollars. We're getting there.
2: <laughs> nice way to put it, <laughs> Rob. Oh man, that feels like a segue to me. So uh, what you got, Ryan? I mean, what, what do I got? I mean, not, it's Ralph today, I, Ralph,
3: <laughs> Ryan, Ralph. Who are? <laughs> oh, and, and I think he's muted. Okay. He's Ralph. Are you there, Ralph? Technical, technical uh, practice. You know, technology <laughs> is hard. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you now. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Oh, yes.
1: change. I didn't change anything there. No, I was going to say the uh, the next article is right up Rob Alley. And uh, this is uh, SolarWinds again. So uh, another RCE flaw found in the SolarWinds Orion platform. They just keep coming. Uh, I'm not actually too surprised. This is kind of more in line with like traditional vulnerability that would come across the product line. It's just, you know, now after all of the major uh, supply chain attack and then being compromised, it's kind of like, oh, another one again. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob's already exploited this one at some point. (laughs) (laughs) This is supposedly uh, a zero day. And I believe that this was a um, uh, authenticated. Right. So you did have to have some level of access, but uh, you could do some remote code execution with that.
3: The SolarWinds job scheduler um, code, I've I've looked at through a lot and. It's no wonder that there's um, a few vulnerabilities there. Uh, I know that there was a vulnerability and I even blogged about it um, back in 2016, I think 2017, where a researcher posted how to schedule jobs on the job scheduler using the API. So if this is just that, um, then I don't know what the big deal is. But anyways, <laughs> they got a CVE. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, so <laughs> SolarWinds is being looked at quite a bit just because of, I think, the, the effect of it getting so much news alerted people who weren't already aware that SolarWinds was, like, used everywhere, that it's used everywhere. And so people are starting to kind of pull it apart a lot more than they would have before. And so we're going to... SolarWinds gets free pentests like, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And In so, other news,
4: SolarWinds is hiring developers. <laughs> you know, you
3: <laughs> yeah, you think. And uh like the and I don't think SolarWinds has a bug bounty program. They just have a bug um vulnerability disclosure program. Um so they they aren't providing bounties at all quite yet or at all that I know of. So like you don't get anything by reporting to them other than a pat on the back. And so they're getting a lot of free research. I hope they appreciate it.
1: So you think there's gonna be more of these in the future?
3: As soon as they have a bug bounty program, <laughs> yes. As soon as they start paying out, yes. I guarantee people are holding back until that happens. Uh, that, yeah,
4: that's funny. In chat, SolarWinds is also hiring interns. Yeah, too
1: soon, <laughs> maybe? Too soon. Oh yeah, well they have a different I, policy I for see setting the, the passwords now. So
2: yeah. that's better. I, I I could see the requisition now. It's like Come work for SolarWinds as an intern. Ten years experience at master's degree required. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Must know C++, C, Java, Oracle, Python, uh, Delphi, yeah. Cobol.
2: We're yeah. gonna pay you fifteen dollars an hour, baby. <laughs> oh
4: I mean, I, I definitely agree with Rob. I, I think that now, now everything solar, winds is being looked at. But I mean, it, this isn't surprising either. I mean, I think all of us on the call of or, or the news here have have been on enough pen tests to know that, like, the third party stuff. Still to this day, it's rare to see uh, an internal, you know, vulnerability scan not show just third-party stuff, it's hardly ever patched still. Like, w- whatever it is, if it's, you know, Oracle stuff or... And when I say third-party, I mean not Microsoft, right? I, I still see it all the time that, you know, Microsoft patches, uh, an organization will have that together, but all the other stuff, no, not really. Yeah. I'm, you yeah. Rob
1: know, Rob's right. They're going to see more of this until they get a real a vulnerability disclosure program, though. Like, something really going. That's been a really the floodgates, I believe, will open. Um, And uh, it's still my favorite, you know, whipping boy on an internal engagement right now. And I think it might be for the foreseeable
3: future. Um, So, oh, and I updated Solar Flare to um, handle lots of other issues that was having with uh, some of the database connections, some of the um, account type uh, uh, outputs. And so. If you do get on an internal test and you want and uh, want to have some fun with it, Solar Flare um, is the tool to dump all the creds out. So it's awesome. Amen. It's
1: like zero <laughs> login for an internal, right? Just via Solar. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I guess the next one that I had for today was uh, is actually kind of a follow on from last week. And this is, again, back to the zero days. So uh, for, I believe there's uh, another, the not the last news, but one before that. Anyways, we talked about the 11 zero days that got released or discovered via Project Zero. And um you know who was possibly behind that most likely the NSA or some other agency you know some nation state right and the uh the zero days kind of keep coming it looks like Apple went ahead and did a out of cycle patch for those other zero days that appeared in that um those are first 11 CVs obviously all 11 of them were not Apple but some of them were and this is another zero day for iOS iPad Mac OS apple um the watch o s and I believe this is a um, what is it? it's a webkit flaw, there you go, sorry, so Ooh. uh yeah, you
0: this got is distracted by the leather, didn't you
1: yeah <laughs> <it's the weather. laughs> uh so yeah, webkit flaw, and uh, they had to again put out another patch, so patch your phones, i mean you know i I guess the the big thing here is about some of these exploits, and I guess one topic that I want to bring up is that. Apple does have a decent or, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, a decent vulnerability disclosure program and they do pay money. But there's such an underground market for these vulnerabilities that, you know, when we're seeing them, it, it's later on in the in the cycle. And, you know, after they've been used in the wild and sometimes it's, you know, nation states or whatever. But I mean, what do you guys think about how Apple can make that better? It's just pretty much the best we're going to yeah. get. Right. Right. I think that
4: historically, I'm not sure that Apple's been real friendly to uh, folks hacking on their phones, right? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, they, they recently and you know have a program where they'll send you a. A, a jailbroken iphone that's like a it's like a researcher phone so you it's not meant to be used as um you, you know an everyday driver but i went and read the rules of the program and you 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 have to have uh, already established that you are you know that you've been contributing to apple's you know contributing bugs essentially and you know to me they could be a little more friendly and maybe relax that a little bit i mean how about getting more people looking at it right and so just don't you know you're already setting a gate right now i get that it's a definite
3: chicken and egg is, issue yeah, right if yeah. you get people in like they get. I haven't reported anything yet so how do they get a phone to and if you don't like them hitting your phone how are they supposed to get any of those vulnerabilities in yeah. to get onto the program. It, it doesn't make any sense to me well, either.
4: Or, yeah, or what if you want to get into it? Maybe you were doing Android stuff, or maybe you just want to get into it all together. And, you know, how... So you're still going to make new people, uh, what, you know root phone or jailbreak phones and you know i don't know i just seems like to me that's kind of a stupid rule so i'm not really sure that they're still quite doing the right thing but uh, you know i you know i watched an interview a while back ago with uh, edward snowden and you know he was making the point that i thought was interesting that you know apple vulnerabilities can be more serious because you know more affluent people i.e politicians and, and folks tend to use you know, iOS devices. You know, we might not think about that here in the US because we all have it fairly well off, right? But I, I thought it was really interesting to to hear that. So that's why I think they're more expensive and like more surprising in some ways than uh than Android vulnerabilities. But I guess I'm, I'm not surprised that there's another one. There'll be another one in iOS 15 and 16, and, you know, it's never going to go away. One thing that I think of, too,
1: with some of these vulnerabilities is that it's kind of like the higher end now. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing just because of the, to your guys' point, how hard it is to possibly get into actually making exploits for iOS and the barrier to entry being so high that I feel like some of these, the value of them is so high that we tend to see them in like a lot more advanced threat actor hands, as opposed to just like a general exploit. And I want to say by general, like a large swath of people using it. So um, for example, the exchange exploit that came out, right. As soon as it was kind of like talked about and it was already in the wild, it was like, next thing, every threat actor is taking down all these servers and we're talking about, you know, all these people who haven't patched yet. Um, I, I don't know if you, we necessarily see that with iOS. I, I mean, I don't know. I could totally be wrong, but it does seem like whenever one of these zero days come out, it doesn't seem to be like uh, they're like, yeah, patch your phone immediately. But the people who were using this were already very advanced attackers in the first place, and it wasn't you know your run of the mill. I don't know.
2: Well, and and not as near near as public, right? I, yeah. I think is it, you know there's there's a lot of usage of stuff that's like you said is is just not known uh, to people. And I, you know, I, I wish Apple would open it up a little bit. Uh, the barrier to entry thing is uh, it's a challenge uh, for all of us. And, uh, you know, why? I mean, seriously, I'm sure they have their reasons. Uh, they've always been, you know, closed closed uh, source about things and, and been very, very hold cl- things very close to the chest. So I guess so- it's their decision.
3: So. Getting back to the um, the vulnerability, the specific vulnerability that, that patched, it's a universal cross-site scripting um, in WebKit. So, uh, essentially, meaning that you can the XSS works on any part of uh, the device that has WebKit running. So, inside of apps, um, inside of your browser, obviously, inside of um, iMessages specifically that use WebKit uh, Mm -hmm. for for multimedia. It's a 5.8 on the CVSS score. But like, I think it's interesting that they released a you must update now kind of patch for... essentially yeah, because, site scripting
4: yeah because so i can execute code in that context of whatever like say my browser i mean theoretically yeah. i should you know the phone should still have that sandboxed off right and yep. you know you, you can't theoretically go somewhere else so that says to me that the uh patcher stuff now uh means that probably in the wild and again we don't know about this right but it's probably chained together with some other stuff right And it also could be that possibly
1: it was being used by less sophisticated threat actors in the wild at this point. So it's just, you know, a little bit more ubiquitous. And that's why they possibly went out of cycle on that patch, um, as opposed to being able to attribute it to nation state and, you know, a targeted attack. I'm not really sure. I have no idea. Um, But yeah, like you said, it was kind of interesting. They went out of patch cycle to fix this vulnerability uh, amongst other ones, because they had just sent out a patch a couple weeks ago. Um, to fix the other ones. So I guess Apple does what Apple wants to do, right? Next one I got for today is actually about crypto mining. And uh, it's interesting. So there is research. This is uh, Palo Alto Networks. They looked at a bunch of Docker repos, and they were looking for malicious... Uh, crypto mining, right? So what they found is that there's a bunch of images on Docker Hub that are, u- that are being utilized for crypto mining. It's not that hard to do, right? And you know, the, the way it would work out is that if somebody were to compromise some system, you know, most likely Linux-based system, they could use this to run their crypto mining software using um, GitHub, or um, in this case, Docker Hub, excuse me, uh, to inject that. In without having to download software from another third-party site, they'd be downloading it through Docker Hub and then running uh, cryptojacking on these boxes, right? And obviously taking CPU resources, all the other fun stuff. Um, supposedly, the estimated mining worth off of the amount of pools because they're saying 20 million pools on these repos uh, was about Jesus. 200 grand. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is pretty common practice, it, it looks like, uh, for yep. doing crypto mining and how they're distributing that software. It's not complex. Um, and these images, I, I took a look at a couple of them. I mean, they're pretty simple images to, to start crypto mining and sending it to uh, attackers, right? But um, I guess, uh, what do you guys think about this? And then two, what do you guys think is probably the uh, the best way to protect against something like this, right? Hey, hey so, For-
2: que- so question on that. Um, yeah. In, in any of the individual images, were they deceptively um, named in such a way that they were attractive to... Uh, the, the, you know, a Docker developer to say, okay, I want to, for example, I want a generic Python 3.5.7 or something. And this thing inadvertently has crypto mining built into it. Outline yeah. with a one instead of an inadvertently? I. Inadvertently? Yeah. <laughs> you said inadvertently? Yeah, I guess that's a a, a pretty big understatement, right? But uh, or, or I want an Ubuntu XYZ and it just happens to have crypto mining uh, jacked into it. I mean, that's you know that that's a serious uh, obviously a serious issue uh in one of the advantages from the developer perspective of course of docker and docker hub is that that hopefully you can quote unquote trust uh, uh-huh. some of these <laughs> images that you're bringing down uh to build upon um so i you know i don't know um it doesn't surprise me in the
4: least Well, so I mean, I, I think that, you know, all of us here would think, oh, man, this is bad. This is uh, attackers making money doing something they shouldn't be doing, which is, is true, right? But if you're not in the security space, tying it back to the first story, right? Um, well, you know, obviously things like ransomware, where your files are ho- held for ransom and, you know, you, you have to pay, you know, that is, you know, a CEO of a company would say that's something that we have to deal with. But if you're told as, you know, management yeah, these attackers—they uh, were taking uh, 10% of the cycles of a CPU uh, and and sending off this, you know, cryptocurrency off to you know make 37 cents off our server over the last <laughs> month. Um, yeah, that's a huge issue. We have to deal with it. And the CEO is like, "Wait, why? What what what's wrong? I don't really understand." I guess what I'm saying is, is could. Could you view it as really like kind of not that big of a deal if you're not inside the security space? It's like it's like saying, oh, we'll take like one cent out of every transaction. It's only one cent after every yeah, dollar, right? right and much. eventually, Once it adds up to millions of right? dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that I uh, wouldn't think that it, it's a bad thing, but yeah, it's it's the Superman two office space attack or whatever. Right? Like, you know, no, it's, no one will notice. Yeah, so, no one will
1: notice. A couple things. So one to Joff's question. So I did look at the images names and uh, they, they did list them. So some of them were like really obvious, like yeah. Crypto Miner or like X-Rig or and then other ones were like AV Finder or something. So uh-huh. like it really ran the gambit. Other ones were just numbers like the username and the image were just numbers. So you could tell some people were trying to mask what it was while other ones were trying to you know kind of blend in, like calling this Docker image or whatever. Um, you know, but I didn't see any of them in here to your point that were like, uh, Nginx, you know, special version or whatever. And and that's actually really common in the in the Docker image space right. to take a Docker image and then create something else that has some different little twist that the popular repo or the you know the software managed repo doesn't have, right? Um so Yeah, I mean, but it I,
2: strikes it strikes me that you could um really build an entire, you know, multi-year social engineering campaign out of this sort of thing. Where you you know you earned the trust of the developer community in a particular technology area, mm-hmm. and you build that vertical stack of stuff that's really popular for that development community, um, and then you go ahead and drop in your distributed botnet or your distributed <laughs> crypto miner. Right. You know.
4: so, I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well go after Python libraries too, right? Because among <laughs> us haven't you know? What about PIPs? I mean, yeah, that's like, what I'm I, saying. I just, honestly,
2: I I jack everything up, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, you could definitely see an attack chain here that could be extremely damaging if somebody went to that length. And I'm sure there, there's plenty of people thinking about that, going to that length of developing a trust in a developer community and actually beginning to build time. that and even going very low and slow in the kinds of, um, you know, backdoors or botnet or whatever that, that they might want to embed uh, in those images.
1: So what you're saying is you should build some security tool that requires Docker Hub and then gain enough trust in the industry and then launch your attack. I I am not proposing anything (laughs) at all, (laughs) just just for the record. (laughs) Um,
2: We're the good guys. uh, (laughs) um, What I would like to see, though, is um, some more focus and effort into you know, the proper analysis of any images uh, before you can mark them as gold standard
4: uh, in any yeah. development shop. Sort of like uh, a Google bouncer or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we work. have
1: any like resources directly for auditing Docker images. Yeah, there's some
2: stuff starting to come out out there, but I, I think it's a golden opportunity right now uh, for people that are, you know, that that inclined to really start doing some um, in-depth research and, and uh, image and analysis work and turn it into, you know, product, basically.
3: So, so I got a question uh, for you then. Do you believe that it's on Docker Hub to do the security scans of new images getting loaded?
1: I, I think like only a small piece of that, like just like a little bit, right? Like looking for like the very basic stuff, right? The same way like Office 365 runs a virus scan, right? Like it's not going to stop more advanced malware Yeah, or anything, I. I that, but you know, what, you're, if, I, you're what asking, if, for example,
3: your key sorry. I'll go ahead, Rob. Sorry. What if, for example, it showed you next to next to the Docker Hub image, it showed you the Virus Total scan results? Like it had seven files with more than two detections. I, I could see. I, I, I don't
2: disagree with that idea, uh, Rob. I think that's a that's a really nice idea. But it wouldn't necessarily have to be on Docker Hub's shoulders. I mean, they could, in fact, build uh, kind of a business ecosystem. And I hate using those words, but. Um, <laughs> to to uh offer add synergy to it synergy oh god man, and leverage <laughs> their core
4: competency collaboration <laughs> we Sorry. can't, can't get through an episode comparable. without this uh, you know
2: no i mean they they really could build some some sort of api plugin kind of uh, ecosystem here where where security vendors could play
3: right and i think it would make some sense oh yeah. man they could make a ton of money doing that oh god hey, Send Joff money because he just gave you a $100,000 idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Did, what if it was did, like an API? Did the Docker
2: guys hear me? Send me money, right? Because yeah. that actually is the million dollar idea and probably more, more than that. But uh, so,
1: and, and for everyone uh, who hasn't heard, some of the other like things that Docker is pulling off of as well, especially Docker Hub is Kubernetes and other kinds of orchestration platforms around Docker. So there are a lot of companies who are using this in production To deploy large environments. And so, I mean, Docker images are definitely out there. I believe it wasn't not too long ago. Um, Again, uh, silly vulnerability, but somebody left uh, Kubernetes web interface. I believe it was Tesla. I could totally be wrong. Open on the internet. Someone used that. They compromised it. And what do you call it? actually did crypto mining as well. Another quick win, right? And that's how they use that access. But um, yeah, so I mean, more companies are using Docker. That's the kind of the point. And uh, auditing those images and how they operate is going to become more of a uh,
4: important security vertical, honestly, um, than it is right now. So... Yeah, I'd be surprised if Docker did anything about it until something really high-profile happened because I still, like, you know, $200,000. Okay, yeah, to me, that's a lot of money. To a lot of normal people, that's a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things in the U.S., is that a lot of money?
2: Mm, Yeah, so so here's a con talk then. Why don't don't one of us, um, we could easily do this, take a well-trusted Docker image, build in a botnet, and then turn it into a uh, conference talk, and we could raise awareness.
3: So. I I wasn't going to bring this up but now that you have <laughs> um, oh no you've opened the floodgates here we go I, I'm talking at Zifcon about this exact topic. Duh, Rob oh, beat us to it. he and beat so, it to
4: us. And now Rob's <laughs> going to link the uh, Docker image that he would like you to install.
3: Yeah, I need uh, to, to test this like to
4: install. At scale.
2: <laughs> that's that's fantastic Rob. That's really good.
3: Yeah, no, it. it's it's already on the so X33F Con, I'm talking. It's called Jurassic malware. Um, it's basically bringing back all of the old malware by um, using stuff like Docker and, and such.
2: Awesome, dude! Awesome. That's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, Docker helps with all this dependency problem. Now it's just right, man. So yeah, all the old stuff is new again. Right? <laughs> it's right? Always... It's the worst oh I man, I got
3: I got one of so I'm gonna I'll give a teaser for the talk. I I got one of the one of the oldest IRC um, bot like malware c2 bots that i could find running in a docker instance beautiful it's fantastic
2: <laughs> that is that's exactly what you had to,
3: well nice. that's what docker's that's, for that's <laughs> literally the that purpose <laughs> Stay, straight up like irc clear text protocol across the whole thing like it yeah it works wonderfully And now
4: that xkcd cartoon makes a whole lot more sense <laughs> i
2: tell you when <laughs> You know, migrate up the stack, migrate back in time. You know, that's a beautiful right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful everything. thing. Oh, what a great, oh, that, you know, you know that, was a, that was a great little segment right there. We should do something even more impressive now because this is going to It's be- as if you
3: already knew that was going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is going to be totally playing that. The best show ever. The best show. Yeah.
1: I told you it's the best show ever. But uh, that was actually all the news I had for today. Did you guys have any good news articles that you guys ran across that you didn't share with me and we all keep it private? Um, I got nothing. Got nothing. Yeah. Out.
2: I mean, that would require that I've actually done my homework before the show. So, are we, are we
1: did you guys already talk about the PHP stuff yet? Uh, I did not take about, t- excuse me, talk about the PHP stuff. Did you, did you want to talk about the PHP stuff? I mean, it's the biggest news that I know of. Oh, the, it's the biggest news in the best show ever. Come on. <laughs> well,
3: so, now, oh, now there, we were, were, there were two. Okay. So, here's the link. Where do I send it? You can put it in a um,
1: private chat if you
3: want. Yeah, And and we'll put it on the... On the I'll just send it to you directly, uh, Ralph, because I I can't find the private chat. All right, I'll, I'll get it worked out. The crazy thing about this is that PHP is still quite used. I don't understand that, first of all. But two malicious commits were committed to the PHP repo on GitHub. It had backdoors put into it, and it was like fix typo or whatever. Uh, I think the research is still going on to who, what happened and how and all that stuff. But like somehow someone got access to GitHub for the source code for PHP <laughs> and committed code, malicious code to it. And what could possibly go wrong? That sounds like a cat. So <laughs> the, we had the, the solar
4: winds thing. Now the Docker thing we were talking about. And supply now, chain. Yeah.
3: Supply is it, chain. Is man.
4: 2021 going to be the, uh, the year of the infrastructure attacks, right? Like sort of I, the back. I'm rim. just
3: so <laughs> curious on like, who might have pulled this down already? Like there's a, like PHP is used a lot. Everywhere. And so like, even I, if it was only I, like an hour's worth of of exposure time, like this could be, could, yeah. be no.
4: I, I still see PHP a lot on on <laughs> tests. I mean, do, ASP is certainly more common now, but um, and yeah, PHP still out there for sure. Do Do we know if this was an
1: inside push? I mean, I, I, so was it on the public GitHub <laughs> that? Yeah, like where where did where did it kind of start, and then how was it discovered?
4: And, yeah. and Fernando is right. That's an intern again. Damn no interns, man. <laughs> PHP interns now? Yeah, no, I love interns. that
2: comment, Fernando. That's uh, damn interns.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they did re- re- uh, reference Zerodium. Um, so I'm guessing that it's part of a bug bounty or whatever. Um, but it might not be. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Sold yeah, so to Zerodium are- in 2017. <laughs> oh. oh, that's terrifying.
1: Oh. <laughs> Again, what could possibly get it wrong?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Look at that.
1: This line executes PHP code from within the user agent. So if you put the, if the HTTP header has the word words, you, you can basically have yep.
2: PHP in the header. Nice. <laughs> Great commit. I mean, not a good commit at all, but kind of comical um, to me.
1: Yeah. So do, do they think it was someone who works at the PHP? Like I'm confused here. Like,
3: yeah, I'm honestly all, That's all I know about it. Like, yeah, it's everything I know. I've been, I've been, it's been on my to-do list to look at um, all day. And it's just insane to me. Kind of impact is, is in, is nuts because of how quickly that can go wrong, right? Like how fast PHP can be pulled and, you know, pushed to new projects and, and loaded into Docker instances and that kind of stuff. So you
4: know, I I'm only reading the headlines, which I know I've mentioned in the past that people shouldn't just read headlines and, and draw conclusions, but it says hackers breach PHP Git server and insert backdoor. So I'm gonna go with that sounds like that it wasn't someone, you know, with the PHP organization, that it was somebody hacking from the outside, but I don't know. So someone hacked PHP organization and then pushed a
1: malicious Git? repo or like reverted a malicious uh, yeah it says 2 days ago uh,
2: yeah and then and then interesting. just interesting this this actual one commit I'm looking at this uh, http user agent with an extra t on the end and that that was pushed in there uh where they can uh i suppose supposedly uh store data of some sort i'm not quite sure what and then uh and then the uh, the other one with that that custom header which is going to just get evaled uh, so uh, that's that's nasty.
1: Yeah, I mean PHP is still pretty popular, but I believe it's becoming less right than it was ten years ago. Sounds like the
4: the official Facebook statement. is all
3: written on PHP. Yeah,
4: yeah, I know. Official statement confirming the source code breach. Statement confirms that it uh, looks like it didn't make it out to production. Which okay, really? Because that looks like it is. Uh, yeah. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, the statement said, but you know. You know picks or it didn't happen, I guess i don't I don't know oh, <laughs> That's I the mean problem. I, I, I mean maybe it didn't make it into I hate to say, but
2: isn't the okay. get commit that we've just pulled up as a web page a pretty good picture
4: <laughs> yeah i'm I'm, not, I'm kind of scratching my head on that one it didn't make it into production, okay All right. yeah. oh. it,
3: it, the latest build was thirteen days ago. There's a chance that there was a build and it just got pulled right uh, um it, but. I'm guessing that because it wasn't tagged as a release and I don't see any commits with the tags that it didn't actually get built for release. Uh, So anyone compiling from source for PHP was exploitable. Yeah. Anyone using the packages or the binaries wasn't.
2: So did anybody pull it down and compile it? Try it out? You never know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be fun to do that. Let's
1: that sounds like a, sounds sounds like a CTF fun. challenge. Mm, it does. Yeah, it
3: sounds Ooh. like it better be a Docker image. I, I, that's all actually, I got to say. That's <laughs> a gotta here, have intense. my
2: cool PHP Docker image. You'll <laughs> love it. <laughs> i customized
3: <I'm> it. Absolutely <laughs> stealing that idea for having it a CTF challenge. Oh, my challenge. God. Yeah, yeah it's awful. a great
2: CTF challenge. <laughs> now, now I know what Rob's doing tonight. He's pulling <laughs> down the source yeah, code. All
1: you got to do is just change that uh, Change that header to something that uh you know follows the CTF. Yeah. Right? So, oh,
2: yeah. That's beautiful. In fact, just go ahead and invent your own. Now you know the technique. You might as well just, you know.
3: So I should find another repository of, of widely used software and commit my own code by stealing, you know, authentication. I'm not sounds recommending great. anything. Do that
4: but- that <laughs> sounds like computer fraud and abuse hack to me. But just say we do not endorse or recommend
3: me any of that. I, <laughs> I, I have too. not
2: seen you in orange jumpsuit, Rob. I, I'm
3: I'm hoping not to.
1: <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Hacker Arrested premeditated All right. on, on the live Just uh, for the YouTube. record
2: and for the stream, we are joking, everybody.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> we are totally All 100%
2: joking, okay? All right.
1: Anyways, yeah, that is really interesting stuff. Again, supply chain, man. Just uh, like the idea of taking code and pushing it downstream that affects everybody. And we were just talking about that with Docker as well. Uh, are we going to see more of that? And to the point where I'll like, I don't trust anything. I don't care who makes it. I have to review all the code myself, which is.
2: Well, you do get into this thinking, how deep does the rabbit hole goes, right? I mean, you know, okay. you trust that the Linux kernel is compiled by somebody who knows what they're doing and hasn't inserted a, a backdoor. Yeah. You trust that the GCC compiler has, hasn't got a backdoor in it. You trust that the Golang compiler hasn't got a backdoor in it. I mean, come on. how How deep do you want to go? Yeah. you know it it can get it can get
4: uh, I, I mean i'm i have to have a certain level of trust because i'm not you know moving to gen two and rolling everything on my own that's the i just i don't have time for that right like uh, you could most or don't. you could
2: have the uh the hardcore uh position that 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 i used to have actually uh back in the day on some infrastructure where i exclusively was running open bsd and i was putting my trust in theo right i was like my DNS servers are going to be OpenBSD, and they're going to be monothreaded kernels. By God, you know you're sacrificing functionality for that uh, comfort. But uh, I don't know; it's a it's a weird, wild, and wacky world out there.
3: Yeah,
1: become a, yeah, become a slave to your own security policies, right? Yeah. You're just like <laughs> this makes things better, but it just adds so much complexity and work for yourself, right? So it's always so, finding that balance. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Like a-
2: one oh you have more? one more oh my god oh, yeah oh. it's this been
1: such be sh- a fun show already short.
0: <laughs> oh
1: i already well, know which one he's gonna talk the,
0: about as the non-hacker guy in the group i'm just the video guy i'm also a car guy and i just i have to put this one in here which is i'm gonna put that in the in the chat and i'll share
2: I'll oh man don't tell on, we're maybe. gonna don't say we're gonna um, pick on tesla
4: no, oh, it's not Tesla, on Dodge, no, I was going to say, wait, our Tesla's ran on PHP.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. A, a, another contender has joined the, te- the, the chat with the security. So here's Dodge doing a security upgrade. Let's see. They're launching a new owner verification system to their chargers and challengers that will restrict their car to three horsepower if you if you don't know the code, if you don't know how to get by this thing. So I thought that was oh, that's very cool. it's interesting. Wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah. It's a feature. It's a feature, not well, a bug. dodges only like, go three horsepower that, anyways, right? Yeah, that's actually the max <laughs> that's horsepower. Cool so this really it,
2: no, no, we got to make that four. <laughs> it just drops one horse off of it.
4: You know? It's crippleware kills one horse. <laughs> So, you well, know, this is one of those that I, it seems like a good idea until it's not until a good someone idea, finds the right? three
3: letter code they, they're issuing <laughs> yeah. until, until someone needs to get to the hospital
4: and can't. Yeah. yeah. Or or something. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this one. I, I yeah,
0: it's it, an interesting topic that on the surface sounds stupid, but you, I think you can go real deep with this one. And if I remember uh, from two years ago, you know, uh, Jeep. Well, I guess I think it was Jeep that was considered the highlight was the, uh, you know, it made 60 minutes and all those news things. Like, you, uh, criminals can hack your Jeep and control it from you, sort of thing. And here is uh, Chrysler, this is Dodge, so Jeep and Chrysler, it's all Chrysler doing something. You know, I guess they're kind of listening to that. And, you know, it takes like five, 10 years for anything in the automotive market to reach. Uh, planning to production, so maybe they're about to get serious with this sort of thing. If they, I don't know what they've done with uh, to counter that sort of thing in, in Jeep since then, but it's like it's uh, this automotive side of security is coming back into the. So we into should uh, we
2: should issue a challenge here. You know, if there's anybody out there with a Dodge muscle car between 2015 and 2021 who has actually loaded this software, then uh, get back to us because. Uh, If you work out how to cripple your car, we'd love to know how you uncrippled it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so it looks like they're just trying to stop uh, auto theft, right? I guess in the article, they say that uh, this vehicle or the Dodge is a common. So it's just kind of like, why not make a better electronic key? But okay, even past that. Cool. Now
0: You could also also stop your 16-year-old from stealing your car and going out for a joyride sure yeah.
3: yeah
1: but what i think is interesting like why even give it three horsepower why not just not let it go into gear if you don't have the pin like
0: well i guess it's like valet mode it's 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 the thwart okay you know stealing it it's, and not just uh you know make it oh, disabled so, so out, you can right? so you can still move it, it from parking space right to parking away. space <laughs> you know get it out of the road whatever yeah <laughs> but so you, you can't do a burnout vicarious photo has a, a good point
4: like these things seem like good ideas until five years down the road they're not a good idea and we all accepted it as good ideas and next thing you know for whatever reason whether it's the cops or whatever like you lose the right to drive your car because they have the keys to the software yeah. like i i don't know i I guess, you know, I, all cars are basically rolling computers now. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure that I should have probably kept my 1993 Jeep Cherokee.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to get bigger. It's a, uh, you know, when you're, I know, I know from Tim Medin doing his, his presentations where he brings out the doll and he's hacking the doll and that sort of all that fun stuff, you know, cars are going to be a, a big security industry now, I guess, hey, you know, it's I mean? coming, you know, even, bringing back tesla electric cars even more so than they used
2: to yeah but i mean i don't mind right and i mean we stay employed and uh i i've got i've probably got at least five more years in me if not 10 so i'm i'm okay with that
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and so these are the kinds of things that's why when I've heard, you know, other folks in the industry say, you know, that pen testing is dead or pen testing will be gone in, in you know, five years or whatever, it's never turned out to be true. And, you know, as long as hackers going to hack, I mean, pen testing might get harder, but I just don't see where it's going to go anywhere, anytime in the near future in terms of being solved. Right. And I don't know, I, I don't feel insecure. There's in job,
2: always going sure. to be shit break. There it
1: is. Now. Yeah, and now it's just going to be in cars because, like you said, there's going to be more computers. And I mean, there's always been microprocessors, ECUs mm-hmm. in cars, but sure. it's it, it's getting a lot more like full blown oh. computer stack. You
4: can yeah, do you a know, lot I more. Made, yeah. yeah, I made it. It's more
0: of- than just timing the ignition. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, I timing mean- your brakes and. I made a joke the about my 1993
4: metal. Jeep Cherokee. It actually did have a computer. It was fuel injected, right? So yeah. it didn't have a carburetor. That was, you know, the an, an 80s model. But still, it's, it still holds. Like, that Jeep was the last vehicle I had that, i could actually work on
1: that's really Um, gonna suck though when uh someone hacks your car and then starts using it to crypto mine you know what i mean like that's gonna be the worst
0: (laughs) hey you know if they increase it by 30 horsepower horsepower, you might as well use that well i've still
2: got my 2003 uh toyota uh tally wagon for (laughs) lack of a better word um no it's a truck um now but it's it it's not a crypto miner yet that i know of but it's it doesn't, <laughs> your crypto. It mind does not man. have uh, much in the way of electronics. It's got electronic timing, and that's about it. Fuel injection, I guess. Uh, all right, Well, watch out. Well, hey, you that ours. was a fun show. So um, you know, uh, yeah, hey, somebody should take us out. Who's going to take us out? I think Derek Banks should take us out. What yeah, you
4: do you can. think? Yeah, Derek. Fly this plane. I can't play the, uh, the music. I can play that's the right. music. You just got to talk some, well, some, some
2: radically amazing wisecrack to take us out. Mm.
4: yeah how about uh see everybody next time
2: oh man i love it when he (laughs) says that
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's his favorite line time to go cook the
0: kids hey it was fun guys